I woke up this morning with 130 text messages on my phone. I woke up this morning with 130 text messages on my phone. And half of them were from you. I know! (laughs) (laughs) But they made you laugh, didn't they? Actually, I didn't read them until just about 30 minutes ago, and there were some very good, iconic, inspirational messages in there. You know what I have to say about that? After the completion of June, I feel like I'm a new person. June was insane. June was brutal. June was... There was so much going on in June. I mean, think about it. Five months over. I got... In contact with my spirit guides through a medium. Mm-hmm. We lost our main client. But what about... We went to Morocco. There you go. I got meowed. I decided I'm moving out of my house. What else? I'd say that pretty much covers it. June was the month where I felt like I smoked when I didn't. If you were to gaslight me right now and be like, Cass, I'm pretty sure you did smoke. I might believe you. Honestly, because I, I emotionally and spiritually smoked all of June. I couldn't relate to that any harder. Like you can't. If you were like, just tell them. I'd be like, fuck, I did a lot. Oh, you want to know something really interesting? <laughs> Last night and a couple of weeks prior, I have been waking up coughing a lot. And that used to happen when I would smoke, like when I would go out and have a, a night out with my girls and chief some cigs mm, and don't drink. Tell me with a good time. <laughs> Literally 10 30 in the morning. <laughs> and I would wake up coughing because obviously, well, your lungs, they detoxify between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. in the morning. And for Vata to Ankapa or just everybody, in general? Yes, yes, just physiologically. Era, era, remix. We noticed our mics weren't on. Cassie noticed the mics weren't on. So what were we talking about? We were talking about lungs. Hit it, Neen. Our lungs detoxify primarily between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. And when I used to go out with the girls and smoke a cig or two, I would wake up in the middle of the night coughing. But the funny thing is, is cig I'm- or 10. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I'm waking up coughing sometimes and I don't know if it's sympathy. It's sympathy. It's 100% sympathy. Coughs, don't you think? Like, you, I mean, it's literally been five months, so I don't know why I would be sympathy coughing. Okay, when I was reading Quit Like a Woman, book talks a lot about how physically, between like that two week and two month mark, your body is readjusting to not having these substances in your body. Quit Like a Woman is specifically about alcohol, but I don't know, she smoked too, so she talks about that too. Your brain, your mental capacity to hold on to an addiction exceeds that physical dependency beyond. June was the month of me grieving my ex cigarettes. I, I don't, I really don't miss alcohol at all. Neither do I. I again, we, I did mention to you how like, I do miss like a little bit of bourbon or scotch with the cigarette. Yeah. But it's oh, really an accessory. God. Yeah. They just, it's more so like to even make the cigarette shine more. Yeah. You know? Yes. 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 It's less attractive, but still funny cousin. Exactly. More so you put on the dress that's kind of simple and hugs your curves just perfectly. But then you have this statement necklace or earrings. So what's the sig? The neck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Just absolutely eye-catching moment. I feel bad about the cousin comment. We all have that cousin though. June has been the month of grief. I'm still grieving. It's July. I don't know what to tell you. It is interesting to be in a place where you want to do something so bad, but you're just not going to do it. It's like I'm pregnant or something. Honestly, I almost broke. I know. It was hilarious. I basically, I basically smoked a cigarette. (laughs) What are you talking about? I was mentally I smoked it that's what I'm saying like I 
came home that night and I told Justin, honestly, I, I have did no a bad idea. Thing. I have no idea how I didn't end up lighting that cigarette. I didn't light it, but I held it. I mean, I, I would... smelled it. I pretended to puff it. Yeah, but Marty, that wasn't I sound, lit. I saw. Sound... <laughs> <laughs> it literally was not lit. Right the cigarette was not lit. It was a very stressful moment. And I was around someone who was chiefing. Bless someone up. Who... And let me tell you, I celebrate that. I celebrate it. And not only were they chiefing, but this is someone that I used to love smoking with and someone else I really just love in general. It's if I had to pick three friends. people to smoke with, this bitch would be in the top three. Top three. So she's having her moment and I'm and just like, and the story's getting crazier and crazier and hours passing by and it's getting later and I'm, my blood pressure's going up. The whole energy of the night is electric. Can you believe we did not smoke? Honestly, Cassandra looks at me. I looked at her with Cassandra with desperate eyes. TBH, it was a fucking camel light over my dead body when I smoke a camel light. It's American Spirit or Bust for me. I'm an actual cigarette snob. But it was a camel light and I'm looking at it and I look at Cassandra with these eyes of like true desperation and she, she looked at me like this, like, listen, if we try hard enough, I guarantee you we can split the universe and go into a dimension <laughs> where we have not committed to this sobriety. We'll go in there. We'll smoke a cigarette. She's we'll come out and it'll be okay. That's the look that she gave to me. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. I was like, if we focus, mm -hmm. we can slip into another dimension and enjoy the sick and then come back into this. And dimension. I looked at her and I was like, no. You said, don't, you'll regret it. That's what accountability is, bro. It was amazing. I loved that moment. Your eyes were literally like the size of your head. I kept making a joke that she was like flirting with that cigarette and she was going to fuck it or something. <laughs> Overall, I'm very, that was the closest. That was the only time I actually was like thinking in my head, fuck this. Like, fuck it. Who cares? I'm young. I'm in my 20s. I'm healthy. What's one cig going to do? I'm so, so It's glad not that about I the individual cig. I know. It's about what it represents. It's about the fact that we've created a commitment to ourselves for a year. That time is gonna pass no matter what. Are we able to commit to this thing that we believed in five months ago, five months in? This is like a fucking religious experience that's happening. And truly, yes, it feels like it's not been nine months, but at the same time, it's also blown by because I feel like we were in Puerto Rico two months ago. And yeah. we were in Puerto Rico five months ago. I Almost. can't believe I didn't smoke in Puerto Rico. You had like this awakening and you're like, now more bills. Like, cause now I'm more cigarettes. Let me tell <laughs> you because I'm in this place right now where I just jonesing for a cig I'm thinking about all the different romantic ways in which I could have one and I'm thinking back in Puerto Rico how much we are exerting ourselves surfing the thought of getting off a surfboard right now There's with a smoothie and a cigarette you're so <gasps> poetic about doing something like athletic and raw and being one with nature and then just fucking lighten up just a absolutely little. tearing it down with a tobacco stick and let me tell you something this <laughs> conversation that Marty and I are having we've had about uh, <laughs> once a day once or two times a day for the past two weeks yeah we can't can't stop talking about it. We were at our girlfriend event and she's a muralist and just super creative vibes, top of a rooftop. So fucking fun. And one of the guys in our group pointed to a group of smokers or something was like, are you gonna, do you want to, I looked at the group of smokers like lovingly. I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> and I'm just like, good for them. And he's kind of like, are you going to join them? And I said, no, I don't smoke. And I said, but I love smoking. Well, we even though I don't physically smoke. Yeah. And then he said, well, what do you, what do you love about it? We, I mean, we unapologetically up came up with 30 And here's reasons. the thing. Haters going to hate. If you don't get it, you don't get it. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if you think smoking is fucking disgusting, Gross. 
Good for you, but don't act too damn good. Listen, Listen, I love the way it smells. You know what I mean? I used to hate the way it smelled under my fucking fingernails, and I miss it. I miss it. Okay, that's (laughs) fucking gross, dude. Okay, not really. I would literally go in the shower and dry brush my fingernails, but that's the place I'm in right now. I'm so confused. Anyway, that night that we were hanging out with everybody, I did. I didn't feel actually that much of a desire to smoke. Just when we were on the rooftop and everybody was smoking, and we were celebrating somebody that we really love. Yeah. That's when I want to blasty blast as a siggy sig mm, less for me when we were just with our best girlfriend super yeah, intimately it's the intimate moments where i'm like god i just love being alone and chief in the sig you know what i also love about smoking <laughs> <laughs> i love when you're i like, think we're gonna have to tell this <laughs> no, one more one more one more this is real why am i toning down my experience my five-month experience what i love about choosing to have the cigarette mm-hmm. when you're with a small group is when you're like scheming about life together. When you're like, I've been through this shit. I'm about to go through this shit. I'm a strong ass woman. And then you take a moment and then you grab the cig out of your pack and you like shuffle. Maybe you knock the pack over on the ground, you pick it up, you light it. You take a pause in the story. You know how comedians deliberately give you a pause so that the audience can laugh? That's how I feel about when you light a cigarette in a conversation. It's artistic. I'm expression. so happy that we are not doing this for six months and that we are doing this for one year because if the six month was over next month... Oh, no, 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 no. I would smoke immediately. <gasps> you think you would? Yes, I do. I definitely do. I mean, I can't believe six months is next month. I'm happy we have another six months that I can like actually think about what I want for my life. Don't you feel a little surprised about this massive sensation and urge to smoke on month five? I didn't expect this to happen We're in the heat of summer, baby girl. Of course I don't. We're hot. We're bothered. This time last year, it was us and we were raging with a close group of friends. Mm -hmm. And we were smoking more than we ever had. And last year? Last year? At this time. Then we took that. We We did take a break August, um, September. What's across from Chambers, the climbing gym? I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we were there. I do want to say something that, that ha- has happened between months one and four and now month five. Marina looks like a fucking chia pet right now is all I want to say. <laughs> she brushed her hair out and it's beautiful. I'm going to braid it while you talk. Okay. Between month one through five, I was like, this is the right decision for me. I feel so good. I haven't even been watching much TV. I don't even want to consume too much out in the world. This is what Cass sounds like in actually on a daily basis though. I'm like, I just want to do yoga and fucking blah, blah. All the good shit. Honestly, love her. Love I. Love Cassandra sober months one through four. Month five, I'm binge watching reality TV. By the way, I've never been watching Kardashians. I've never watched them. It's so good. I'm so inspired it's by their so, drama. I told you, it's literally Courtney inspiring. Travis, I literally, the only thing I wish I could do is Monday night, nine o'clock rolls out. I sit outside with my pa- laptop on the patio and I light a cig, but we obviously can't do that. Gosh, I, there's nothing like bringing your laptop out, out to the porch and lighting a cig. And watching the show that you just, it just, it works for you. And you know what I want to say about that is for all of you out there are doing the thing that's like been a part of their life for so long smoking drinking whatever staying up late partying treating their body like trash maybe gossiping or talking negatively upon oneself like in your head or not making the move that maybe you want to try because everything just feels daunting I promise you if you do it 
nothing and everything will change. And it's like you're, in some ways, it's like we're still doing the thing, but without the negative well, implications. Can, can I tap in here? Tap, tap, tap in. You said something very important. You said some things and nothing will change. The behavior changes, but the behavior doesn't hold the power. It's yes. the routine around the behavior. It's the energy. It's the thought pattern. It's the behavior is just putting expression and thought into motion. So you take out the behavior and all of a sudden you're left with an inundation of the thought without the behavior. So all of a sudden you're like, in this moment, I would smoke. I would smoke. That's what you would do in an incredibly high stress situation like a wedding or a huge event or when Mm -hmm. someone you love is going through something atrocious. You do something like you grab a drink, Mm -hmm. you grab a smoke, maybe you upregulate your your stimulation or you downregulate it. Whatever people do, people Mm -hmm. do things. So you're removing the behavior and now you're stuck in the present moment with all your feelings in the present moment and you're like how do I mitigate this this is the thing though we're literally taught at a very young age to self-medicate pull away from whatever that experience is you're grieving or it's just like these difficult sets of emotions and I've learned so much about myself by just being present without the cigarette, ultimately. You know, sometimes I'm wondering, have I learned that much about myself? You don't, you don't think? <laughs> like, have I even fucking learned anything, dude? Think about it. Well, hit me with why you think not, and then I cannot wait for you to be like, of course I fucking have. To make a decision, Marina, where the majority of our country and the people around us are engaging in a specific thing, and to be around it constantly, and to not do it, even though we identified with it so long, is revealing for me. Yes, that's it's more the drinking piece for me though. Oh, it's I think it's the smoking I, too. For me it's I made so much space, dude. Like you said, without the behavior, what's left is whatever you want to make of the thought pattern, right? The thought pattern no longer spirals me into the same cyclical pattern over and over again. Even if I was like this, I only smoke one or two weekends out of the month. Even just having that tangible presence has carries some momentum. Every time I look in the mirror, maybe every time, one out of five times I look in the mirror, I say something nasty to myself, that's still carrying some sort of momentum of whatever that thought represents. Do you know that's what I so mean? so upsetting. That makes me upset. That I don't. I don't. I don't personally identify with that. Saying something nasty to yourself? No. Okay, I say good. like the most obnoxiously sad. amazing. I like pet myself. <laughs> you, I swear, Sandra's face is literally changing before my eyes. It's so cool. I've gotten that from one other person too. And I literally love hearing it. Uh, yeah. I feel like your face is inflating. Yeah. It's like growing, right? It's like, inf- it's like you're blowing a little air into your But what I'm getting face. at is like, I could have done, we could have done this differently, Marina. We could have said, cause Marina and I typically do a lot of the things that we enjoy together cause it brings us so much joy, but we could have said, we're only going to smoke and drink one weekend out of every month. We completely removed it. Well, yeah, because we're bingers. Yeah. So you're saying if we didn't binge, there would be... This is what I'm saying. I'm saying if it's not the cig or the glass of whiskey, it's the shitty comment that you make about your friend. It's the whining that you do about your work. It's the sitting and slouching in your car. There is always going to be something. There are a million habits in place that aren't benefiting you. I am just saying sometimes I am so hard on myself. I obsess about the way that I stand, though how much I work out, what herbal integrations that I do, not never drinking, never smoking. It's like, is the smoking the thing that I feel like was the most concerning in my life? Marina, it's no, what it rep- I don't think it was. I understand, but it's what but it represents. Do I think drinking is incredibly problematic? Yes. Do I think smoking is actually problematic for me? Yes, because I know that my kavya guna, i.e. my defected space, aka the tissue in your body that is compromised 
analyzed for as long as you can remember for various reasons. Do I believe that that tissue is my lungs? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that me knowingly doing something that's compromising the tissue integrity of a particular organ in my body. Yeah, that's probably problematic. But other than that, if there were no <laughs> negative health benefits to smoking, I would be smoking right now. If you now. guys don't understand, the theme of this episode is that we're still not smoking, but we like, love it still. No, what you're saying though, Marina, you told me baby steps are steps anyways, right? Yeah. No matter what it is. So, you don't tell your baby, oh my God, you just took your first baby steps. You say you just took your first steps. And what I'm saying is you, you're saying that your Achilles heel may or may not be the cigarette, right? Yes. But what it represents is you're going to be able to accomplish more similar energetic approaches to your life because you're not smoking. Okay. And this not is- because of the individual tobacco stick of goodness and nectar of the fucking earth. <laughs> and this is what makes you and I different from a lot of people because labels are so important. So for example, we tell people sometimes when people say, do you want to drink? I'm not like, now I'm sober. You do that sometimes though. You label yourself as sober. I do it because I think I need to in the moment. It's not for anybody else. It's literally for me. Okay. Well, what I'm going to say is that a lot of times, for example, you have individuals that are very devout to a specific way of life. So maybe it's cardio or maybe it's eating keto or maybe it's paleo, whatever you want to call it. And these individuals feel so strongly about the benefits that they received from this new protocol or this new program in their life. However, what they all have in common is experiencing an effect, a positive beneficial effect from moving from one area of routine and practice to another. Mm -hmm. But what they all actually have in common is the elimination of something in their life. Mm -hmm. So paleo is not better than carnivore is not better than keto is not better than vegan. They all are experiencing benefits in a, in a different realm. However, where their actual commonality is, is the elimination of processed foods, the elimination of bullshit in their diet. But the whole point that I'm trying to say, you can remove the cigarette, the booze, the trash talking, the complaining, the fear in your life. The point is less about the thing that you're, course, yeah. that you're stepping into and more about the elimination of what it stands for in your life. So for us, cigarettes stood for excessive drinking, staying out late, and not being present in the embodiment aspect of us. Totally. And that's why quitting smoking is a completely different experience than going to be somebody else's. It's not Not about the the cessation of the cigarette. Cigarettes aren't inherently bad. Actually, tobacco is not inherently bad. Neurologically, there are numerous benefits, not if it's inhaled, if it's taken in as a supplement. Mm -hmm. You know, inhaling anything into your lungs, whether the particulate matter is weed. You're inhaling carbon into your lungs and that's not good no matter what but it's what it stands for we paired it with booze and we paired it with late nights and we paired it for disassociating out of our bodies and out of our minds totally we can just end the episode right there that was so damn good all right guys um <laughs> pray for us <laughs> just kidding no that was perfect it's what it re- it's honestly ultimately what anything represents to anybody that's why any of these elimination decisions that you make or even if you bring in something in your life let's say every morning i'm gonna chug 32 ounces of lemon water before i have my coffee it's all subjective that's why when we look at each other and be like this is my formula quit smoking and drinking for one year and then you're gonna be a fucking yogi all of that's bullshit and nothing is linear which is why I love talking about this and I love talking to people about it because everybody's experience with whatever version this is, is gonna be different. You can even look at people who have been in relationships their whole life and have codependent tendencies and maybe they're living alone for the first time. People who have been have been streaming things on their laptop a bunch and decide to not stream for a month. Like there are so many different ways that maneuvering around your routines can drastically impact your life. Listen, I identified with smoking since I was a young adult because 
because I was so obsessed with musicians and like being on the road and the artist's way and all that stuff, like smoking felt like a super sexy way for me to grow into myself. Thank God I have evolved past that because identity doesn't start with the way that you dress yourself or the way that you position yourself. It's all within. So I'm very fond of my memories of smoking, but I love that I don't like fucking identify, identify with it anymore. I started somatic therapy this week. Shout out Anastasia. <laughs> and basically at the end of the session, she gave me some homework and then she said, oh, and also try less. She was like, none of this should feel like you are trying. For example, she would see see something in my body like let's say the left side of my body my shoulder my head were collapsing down so like my chin and my crown were going towards the ground because I was going into dorsal and then she would say like okay go into that and I say okay give me one second I'll try and she didn't point it out during the session but afterwards she's like you don't have to try to go into these spaces learn about them experience she taught me the ABCs so team I want to teach you the ABCs because they are so fucking impactful a be aware and acknowledge or acknowledge the thing and be aware of it. So let's say in a moment you're feeling, I'm feeling like I want a cigarette so fucking bad. Just name it. I'm having a craving. I'm aware of my craving and I'm acknowledging you. B, be with it and befriend it. Okay. Whew. I'm with it. I have an empty stomach, which is typically when I love a cigarette. I have a caffeine higher. I want caffeine. I'm befriending the fact that you are familiar and see, get curious with it. Okay. Why is this coming up right now? Well, it is five months. I'm around my best girlfriend. I'm sitting by a pool and typically I would have a cigarette. What are other things that like can fill this moment that feels similarly? So I've been like applying the ABCs a lot. That's, that's so boring. Not at all. I think that that's amazing. Isn't that cool though? Like I think it's amazing. That's why it's so important for me to be like, this is me and you going sober doesn't have to mean anything to anyone. And I think that I thought that it meant everything to the world in the first couple of months because that's just how I process things. And now I realize like everyone's going through their own shit. I, Ours is just the ciggies. I started getting into a little witch magic. Oh, and we have to talk about my spirit guide reading. This morning I looked over at my herb apothecary she looked in the mirror and her nose was i'm just kidding you know like a witch's nose thank you for making the most obvious oh my god i totally the objectified nose, witch um witch stereotypical start joke over go ahead you can you can go nina started witch magic nina started witch magic i started witch magic wow no fuck i did a little witch magic this, this morning, morning? Mm -hmm. i looked over at my apothecary chew apothecary thy drugs are quick <laughs> that's with a kiss i die <laughs> I looked over at it yesterday and it looked so sad. Oh, it was like energetically. You're the oldest, most. It felt like a void. And yeah. I have like hundreds of herbs. I have herbs from my Ayurvedic collection. I have teas. I have resins and gums and barks and roots and powders. I have a lot of elements to the herb collection. However, I haven't been going there and picking things out and making teas and making concoctions like I normally would. I've been operating out of my spice cabinet, my pantry, and my fridge, which are take up the majority of my new kitchen. But in this apothecary section, which is my workspace, there are hundreds of herbs, and I feel like they're calling to me right now. Mm -hmm. And tell the people what you just read. I just read Circe. Circe! And if anybody's read Circe, Fun it's fact. one of the most powerful books I've read in the last 10 years. Greek mythology. If you like magic and mythology magic witchery and yeah you're gonna love this book female power so anywho i started grabbing some i brought back a bunch of spices and herbs from morocco <laughs> <laughs> i just um yawned <laughs> 
I brought back a bunch of spices and herbs from Morocco and I just started playing and I made a power tea and I'm very excited about it. Well, did you, what makes it witch magic, Neen? Come on. You grab the herb, you open it, you smell it, you meditate with it. Mm -hmm. You, I know the physiological benefits. Anybody else saying when she said meditate that she was going to say something else? (laughs) I smell it. You rub it on your cheek (laughs) and then you meditate with it. I know the she's blushing <laughs> the energetic expressions and the physiological benefits of so many herbs, but I rarely just like sit and be with them. And the power of witch magic is really plant witchery is really to be with the energetics of the herbs. So for the first time in my life, I didn't make a formulation based off of the four two two one principle: <gasps> primary, secondary, tertiary, digestive herb. Mm. I went with energy, and I went with what felt right, and I've literally never done that. Well, what's cool about that is you already have all that information. You just don't need to actively access it, apply it, and consciously think about it. You may have inadvertently applied 4221 with I didn't. It. I mean, I probably did actually I'm just now saying, that you like, mention it, but I started off with you. black cohosh. It's like now when like you do, for example, when you do a core workout, you know to not compromise your lower back, you know to engage your core, but I don't have to think about those things because I'm such a fucking beast. <laughs> Just kidding. I did black cohosh. I love, oh, blue cohosh. What's black cohosh? It's counterpart. Mm. Shisandra, mm. jasmine flower, linden leaf and berry. Linden leaf and flower. Shisandra. I love Shisandra. Rose. It like peppermint money. from my garden. Lavender. Beautiful, Maida. I can't remember what else is in there. But anyways. That's I, a lot. I did like a true, it felt like true witch magic. And it's my power tea. And I'm going to drink it every single day, three times a day for like a week. And I put a mantra with it. Do you want to know what my mantra is? Obviously, we want to know what your mantra is. There's a hundred opportunities in front of you at this very moment. Oh my God. Take your pick. Because I listened to that Abraham Hicks that I sent you. I literally listened to it 10 times in a row. Literally. Did you, did, you, <laughs> did you listen to it? Yeah. So fucking good. Here. And what she says is that she says, if you tell yourself there's only one opportunity, there's only one way for me to win, it's going to be really actually fucking hard for you to achieve that. You're going to put so much pressure and stress, stress and motivation and inspiration behind the one thing, even if it might not be the right thing for you. But if you say to yourself, I've got hundreds of opportunities before me at any given moment, I'd like to take my pick. The universe opens itself to you. hundred percent. So that's that. That's why I've been celebrating this like theme I've been noticing about how sometimes people can call other people delusional, right? I even saw this meme. It was like, call me delusional. Well, thank God I'm not living in reality like yeah it's like thank you thank you by the way Maria, your witch magic is so exciting thanks and you are a true her apothecary guys and her herb shelf goals i cannot wait to build mine because Maria has inspired me so much back to it i saw a spirit guide reader a median and she told me that i'm by the way she speaks in the perspective of my spirit guides but spirit guides are are basically like your fairy godmother's that have been with you for multiple like past lives and lives or whatnot. So you can ask them anything. And she translates what they say, but they don't say words. They just show you visions. So she has to take visions, put them into words, and then they kind of monitor what she says. And then she says them to me and they'll be like, oh fuck, they didn't like that. So it's like a really cool dialogue that happens. She told me that my spirit guides are saying, you're taking a really hard right hairpin turn in your life right now. Typically, people slowly take a slow right turn, but you're taking a hard right turn, meaning like, fuck, you might lose some people, like things are gonna feel very foreign to you. So I asked my spirit guides, I said, okay, well, how is that gonna impact my personal life and my career? And then they said, well, honey, we can't even give you anything for reference because you've never experienced something like this, so you just basically have to trust. It's gonna impact everything, is what they said. How cool is that, Marina? 
Check this can't out. Wait for my reading. I have a and for Marina's wedding gift, I got her a reading, an hour reading with Julie North. Basically, what they told me is I have a humongous blank canvas in front of me. And I don't have to reference anything in the past because I'm safe, I'm good. I've done all the work so far to get to this point. Where other people might be like, oh my God, what the fuck are you even doing, Cass? But it's like, what the fuck I'm doing is like, I'm actually living my life right now. And it feels really, 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 really exciting. Fuck yeah. Yeah, girl. I'm just really excited. And I basically believe in not knowing. I actually believe in not knowing. Do you? Then why are you getting a part-time job? If I told you, there's this girl. She's a Pisces. <laughs> she is so brilliant and talented and creative and there is nothing she cannot do. She lights up every single room she walks in. She's one of the most beautiful people on the planet. Are you okay? talking about you or me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about you. Listen to me, what I'm saying. And don't even pay attention to the podcast. This is just for you and me. And I tell you, she she has $6,000 in her bank account. Less. I have like 3.5 now, four. Okay. She has $3,000. Let's just call it three. Yeah. She has $3,000 left in her bank account and she's about to move into a new home. Her rent costs $1,000 a month. My living expenses cost $2,000 a month. Her living expenses cost $2,000. That leaves me one month. That leaves her one month. <laughs> this is so fun. Okay. And she has always had these dreams of actually committing and working with her sister. And not working for right. anybody else and, and building something that she believes in. Mm -hmm. If you had to give her a piece of advice in this moment okay. when she's most creative and alive and full of energy, what would you tell her? I would tell her she's always made it work. And that if she fully supports herself and her dreams, like what she believes in, she will open up an entirely new just like way of life and living and perspective. And it will change your life forever. I know that. Like, I know that to be true. That's probably what I would say too. I'd say, when have you ever, you couldn't have wished for a clean slate as good as this one. Make magic now. The good part about this, Maria, is I can visualize it. This complete clean slate. I know I want to paint a mural. I know I want to build a brand with you. I want to do so many things. I actually want to build this empire that we believe in based on wellness. I know this all to be true. Just that my trained thinking brain is comes into play. I start to visualize it and then it punts me across the room. It's like bills, mostly it's financial worry. And I'm not experiencing worry more so that I'm experiencing constraints. Like literally my throat chakra okay, is I, closing up right now. Question? Is this the same energy behind the words like bills or financial constraint mm -hmm. is based in what emotion? I would call it like fear probably. Right? No, it's not fear. I don't feel fear. Oh, okay. Marina, I'll always be okay. And maybe it's because my spirit guides just told me, girl, you will always be okay. And then she said, you'll be more than okay. It's not fear. It's more so like expectation. I feel like... That doesn't line up with what you've been saying though. For example, let's say you're in a relationship with a friend or a partner where you're like, they need me. I keep them, like I motivate them. I cook us dinner. Like I keep our environment going. Like they need me, they need me. And then I say... Dude, what if you just leave? It'll be okay. Not only will you be okay, but they'll be okay. And they're like, yeah, but I've always shown up for them and that's what I know. And I kind of feel like it's the right thing to do. That's how I feel about the way that I've saved money in my HSA and my savings and my bills. I'm like, I know I'll be okay, but like I've been so obsessive about my finances for so long because I desperately wanted to be independent since I was a kid because we wanted to get out of our house. Do you know what the start, the founders, the sisters of the W Nail Bar did before they went bankrupt? She had an eight month old baby and she pulled out all of her money from her retirement and she told her husband, I need to do this for me. 
I'm going to nail tech school. And he was like, you've literally never said that you wanted to do nails in your life. I don't care that I don't have a penny to my name. I have less money than you do to your name. But I know that the amount that I've saved in my this and that in these places, they are so minuscule and far away from where I plan to be that it doesn't even matter about where I am now because I'm on the pursuit of how I want to live my life. And what that looks like is true devotion and true love and loyalty in nurturing something every day. Anytime you think something, it puts more momentum towards whatever mm-hmm. you're building in your mind. So every time you tell yourself, you can't do this, or I have to get this job, or I can't visualize it, it literally tells that idea that it's not good enough. It goes back to saying where your thoughts go, your energy flows, your momentum grows. But if this thought in this dream of ours was a baby, and every time you tell it, it's not good enough for it to get my full love and attention because I don't know if it can give me the money right this second. It tarnishes its ability to thrive. But as somebody, I know, let me, let me respond. I love what you're saying so much. And I think that a lot of people might be able to relate to me right now in this moment. I'm saying Marina, four months ago, those feelings, those financial feelings I had were based out of fear. Now in this month, it's not fear. It's more so just acknowledgement. I am moving past this. Like I can feel myself loosening my grip on the obsession of having a financial security blanket. The reason why I had a financial security blanket, my identity has been changing, right? My association of self-value and self-worth. These things slowly move, just like Abraham Hicks says. The train is going a thousand miles in one direction. You can't stop it and go the other direction or else you will jumble up its contents. I'm moving in the other direction. And when we talk about this, it's so empowering and I'm letting you know I can actively feel myself letting go of these beliefs. I just don't think you are, but that's okay if you want to tell I don't, yourself you are. <laughs> what a what a what an unfortunate thing for a non-supportive thing for you to say. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. And you know what? Like I said, you don't need to believe in the actual logistics of me letting go. You just have to just believe in me. You I know do, what I mean? I believe in you more. Yeah. Because that's where we I'm so done with being in every anybody's business anymore. All I care about is that you're moving in a direction of joy and happiness. I'm telling you that I am moving in that direction. I've less money than I've ever had. And now it's like, be okay with that, Cassandra. You're going to be fucking great. And for anybody who feels like they don't have their security blanket, fuck yeah. It's good to feel that way because what do you need more than yourself? I just look at you and me right now at the bottom of this massive mountain and I'm looking at you and I'm like, you ready to summit this thing with me? And that's how I see where we are right now. Mm -hmm. Building a new brand, building where we want to take Stardust Standard. Something that's exciting about the things that Marina and I are stoked on moving forward is this is our five month sober episode. And we're going to start from today, recording every week. It's like every week something comes up and by the end of the month, it's like, oh my God, I feel like we just went through so much, but we haven't even talked about it. Like I want to be able to talk about finances and how my relationship with my body has changed and like how my fucking face is growing. Just basically a really great place to touch base weekly and to also gas each other up and be like, yo, what are you doing with your ginseng from Morocco? I just put it in a tea. Bless. And we are creating some goodness together. We're going to launch an exciting calendar of what is before us for Stardust Standard. They include retreats, international and domestic. One at the end of this year and one next year a product line and so much more and a certification that we're both getting right now but on top of it i'm taking 
Three. By the end of the year, I will have taken the one that you just mentioned. Doula certification. Doula certification. Yoga Nidra. And also, I'm starting, my goal is to start 200-hour TT. Get a girl. And then level two doula. Mm-hmm. And then placenta encapsulation. So we're really excited. So anywho, we'll see you next week. Sandra's going to be editing this podcast. So if you guys believe in me, go ahead and kiss your peace fingers and put them up to the sky. Because I believe in you. You sounded like Paris Hilton. Because I believe in you. Okay, bye. Free Britney.